Welcome to this week's episode of Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. Well, it's Thursday and it's the last preseason game for all 32 teams and a chance for some of these young players to show one more time why they should be on that final 53-man roster. You know, there's a cut down on Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern time where all teams need to get down to 53 players and then they can bring back 10 players of their own or 10 players from around the league on Sunday for a practice squad. I'm also anxious to watch teams like Atlanta, New England, Cleveland, just to name a few who played their quarterbacks pretty extensively in week number three of the preseason. And also look at the teams tonight, Thursday, that play their quarterbacks at all. Times have changed. It used to be teams played their starters on the third preseason game into the third quarter. And looking at many games last week, that, that's not the case anymore. So I'm anxious to see how teams start, who starts fast, who starts slow. I, I do know that most teams play their big guys, their defensive linemen, their offensive linemen up front uh, extensively in that third preseason game and, and maybe even tonight. As the season unravels and as the season moves on, we'll keep an eye on all those things. And this week, I have two great guests. I have the defensive coordinator of the Oakland Raiders, Paul Gunther, on. And I have Wade Harmon, the tight end coach for the Denver Broncos. Ironically, these two teams play each other in the opening week. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with this week's episode of Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. I got the horse right here, the name is Paul Revere, and here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do, can do, this guy says the horse can do, if he says the horse Well, can welcome do. back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tyson. My next guest is the defensive coordinator of the Oakland Raiders, and that's Paul Gunther. I know they finished camp. They probably have another show that's coming out this week. Second year in his system. He's got to be excited about that. Paul, welcome to the show. How's it going for you? It's going great. We're just uh, basically just finished up uh, uh, the, the camp here. We're back in uh, Alameda. We just got back from camp in Napa, and uh, we're getting ready for our fourth preseason game and looking forward to going into the regular season. Yeah, and, then, and looking at the first couple of games, Paul, it looks like you've really added some team speed on that defense and playing with a lot more aggression. Tell us about that going into free agency where it was important for you guys to upgrade your team speed and you brought in guys like Vontez Burfick. I know you have a great background with at uh, Cincinnati, being there for so many years. Brandon Marshall came out of Denver. I have a little uh, background with him. And then, of course, Josh Morrow, the kid out of Stanford as a new starter. Tell us a little bit about what you were looking for in the draft and in free agency to upgrade your team speed. Well, the first thing, you know, when Vontez became available, uh, Cincinnati let him go. And obviously I I had a lot of history with him. um, And he knows the defense inside and out. So, that was like getting your quarterback uh, signed, so that was an important fit for us. And he's doing a great job of uh, the guys are really taking his lead on some of the details of the defense. Um, Marshall's been a guy who's who's played at a high level, he's a good good cover guy, can cover tight ends, and he's picked up our system um, fast. So those two guys have been working great together. So those were two good additions in the linebacking room. On the D line, you know, we have Morrow and uh, Benson Mayo were two veteran guys um, that I thought. Um, could play on all three downs. Uh, Morrow's uh, mainly playing in the base for us, and Benson can play both in base and uh, and sub. So, um, and then we, uh, we, you know, the nickel position is a very 
important position right. uh, uh, for our defense because he's involved in the run fits and the coverages and the blitzes and all that stuff. And I think um, uh, Lamarcus Joyner was one of our biggest signings in the off season because he's he sees tight in coverage. He understands uh, where to fit in the run game. I thought um, a few years back when he was playing nickel for the Rams, right. uh, he was the best nickel in football. So we were able to get him early on in free agency, and uh, he's done a tremendous job for us. Yeah, you guys brought in some really good veterans. Some some are uh, penciled in as starters. Some are good depth and good leadership yep. in your locker room. And for the fans that don't know, uh, Paul was with uh, Cincinnati for 13 years with Marvin Lewis and was the coordinator the last four years, 14 to 17, brought his system to the Raiders last year, was able to put together uh, some nice free agent pickups this offseason. But also, I want to talk about some of these kids you guys have drafted over the last two years, especially up front. I mean, talking about number 99, Arden Key out of LSU, a second-year player that you guys got in the third round. Then, then uh, P.J. Hall, the defensive tackle of Sam Houston State, you guys got in the second round. And then a guy that I really have my eye on is Maurice Hurst, number 73. He had four sacks last year in 13 games, and he was a fifth-round pick last year out of Michigan. Could you talk about those three young kids inside, please? Yeah, Arden, uh, Arden Key, you know, he, we, we really drafted him – um, coming out to be a nickel rusher, third down pass rusher. Right. We thought he was one of the best pass rushers in college football coming out last year. And uh, what had happened is, you know, when we had the, the, the situation with Khalil Mack leaving, he had to play more first, second, and third down. So I think he ended up playing 600 snaps on the year, which was a lot more than I, than I anticipated when we took him. But, you know, going into his second year, um, he's gotten stronger. He's he's understands the the leverage and the pass rush and the running game. So you know the the biggest jump from year one or year two, as they always say, is is going to be the biggest jump for him. So uh, right. he's looked really good out here on the field. Uh, P.J. Hall is a guy who came from a smaller college who's real explosive. Um, and again, the, you know he's come on a second year. He's played a lot of football for us last year. And Maurice Hurst was really a guy that we had graded really high in the draft, and he. Uh, he had a little bit of a heart condition, so I thought some of the teams that backed off him because of his heart condition coming out of Michigan, I think a lot of teams had him, you know, bottom of the first, uh, second round type of player, kind of fell to us in the fifth round because of that, and uh, he played, he played, he had, he had a really good rookie year. So all three of those guys was really baptism by fire for him last year. So they've, they've understand, they understand the, the rigors of the season now each and every week, um, and they look like veteran players. And it's good to get that. Playtime, because there's nothing like you know, Paul. There's nothing like the playtime to get a player better, a young player better. So you talked no about Burfick, you talked about Marshall, you talked about Morrow, uh, Joiner. You talked about uh, there's a safety Riley that you guys added, Curtis Riley, that's doing some yep. nice things in preseason. And then you go out and you go into the draft, and in the first round you pick up Cleland. Is that how you say Cleland Farrell from Clemson? And then the guy that I've been impressed with, Jonathan Abram the defensive back, the safety from Mississippi State. Talk about those two young kids, too, for, your, for our fans, please, Paul. Yeah, we, you know, we, we, ha we had a real need at defensive end, um, and Cleveland Furl was a guy who out of Clemson who we thought could play every down. He's strong. He's strong in the running game. He's a good pass rush uh, guy, and he's really growing. So, I mean, he's still a puppy yet, but he's played really good in the preseason. He's, he's the kind of guy that's uh, – he 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 acts like an eight-year vet. He, mm -hmm. Him and Jonathan are really uh, Abram are both the same way. They, they act like they've been in the NFL for years, and uh, the thing's not too big for either one of them. So Cleveland's going to be an every-down end for us. We really like him. 
Um, and Jonathan Abrams, a, a physical safety who, who's, who's a great communicator back there on the back end for us yeah. um, and is a really good tackle, physical guy who has some coverage ability on the tight end. So uh, the other guy we took in the fourth round, Max Crosby, has been a real pleasant right. surprise yeah. out of Eastern Michigan. Uh, you know, this guy's got real bend, and uh, he's a tough guy. I mean, he broke his hand in the first preseason game, and he's out in the practice field today practicing without a cast. So it's it's uh, this guy is, um, I think, is both him and Cleveland are going to be really good uh, tandem for years to come here. Yeah, you guys have a great mix. I, the more I keep talking about it, the more excited I get about the draft picks from last year, the draft picks from this year, the veterans that you've brought in, the great coaching staff that John put together. But then there's a couple guys that have stood out too as, as rookie free agents. Number 60, Anthony Rush out of Alabama, Birmingham. And then the corner. Keyshawn Nixon, who has really done a nice job, the kid out of South Carolina. Can you tell the fans a little bit about those two kids? Yeah, Rush is a big body guy. You can really feel it. He's, he's a nose for us. And um, yeah, Philadelphia let him go. And, and actually, Detroit had him in right. um, on a visit, and they were waiting to cut a player to get uh, a spot on the roster. So they had him hold up in Detroit. And we had to yank him out of a ho- hotel room in Detroit to get him out here. So it was a, he's been a really good pickup for us. He's done a good job of learning you know, the footwork and the hand placement and some of the stuff that we do in our defense. And, uh, and Nixon... Um, he, he's a kid from, he's a kid out of Compton, California, he actually went to South Carolina who, uh, who has real speed and he's, he's shown he can really cover. So, um, those are two guys that are, are undrafted guys that I'm really excited about. And more of those kind of guys that you, you can have make your team, uh, you it's like an extra draft pick. Oh, it's like a Christmas present, isn't it? It's like, That's right. you, you yep. know, shine up the stone and turn it into a ruby. That's what you guys are doing with those kids. That's, that's great. Exactly. Great job yep. by the coaches. And then a, a kid that, uh, a little familiarity with when I was there, Nick Morrow, linebacker. He looks like he's having an excellent preseason. I know he can run. He's had, he had five tackles and a sack last week on the 80-yard field. Tell us how Nick, Nick's having a good camp for you guys. He is. Or I mean, had again, a good camp, another, sorry. Yeah, not, not, another guy is just in his second year in the system. He actually uh, played quite a few snaps for us in the last uh, seven or eight ball games last year. So uh, he's a guy who can run and cover, and he, he's a physical guy for you know for his stature. He's about 235, and um, you know he can cover slot receivers, he can cover tight ends, running backs out of the backfield. So uh, he's really come on for us, and he's going to push for a starting position. Well, that, oh, that's awesome to hear. Good for Nick. And then yeah. la- lastly, I want to talk about uh, one more one more kid that's uh, really been doing a nice job for you because he had a sack against Arizona. They held him in the game uh, in Winnipeg. Uh, against Green Bay, Ethan Westbrooks. Tell us a little bit about him. He seems to have some good rush ability. Is he a guy that can swing and play inside and outside, or is he strictly an outside guy? No, what we have him doing is he's playing over a tight end on first and second down, right. and then he's 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 going inside as inside pass rusher. He, oh, nice. He's a guy who's with the Rams, and I, I've noticed him when I've watched the Rams tape uh, and we have crossover film. Like, man, this guy's pretty good. When when he became available, we we scooped him up, and uh, he's been a big big pleasant surprise for us. And hopefully, you know, he if he plays good in in the game against Seattle here in a few days. Uh, it's going to be a tough decision for him. Well, fortunately for the Raiders this year, you guys have added some great talent over the last two years, a great coaching staff John put together. 
Uh, you guys are looking good. You're undefeated in the preseason, and I know people don't care, but to me, I like to win at anything. You know, I oh, like yeah. to win at tiddlywinks. I like to win at golf. Well, I don't ever win at golf, but more importantly, I like to win once in a while at the racetrack. And I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, you you uh, you been able to play any horses during the preseason, or did you have a good off season with the ponies? Do you own any ponies right now? What you got going on there, Paul? Actually, uh, yeah, you know, I did play. I played a lot over the summertime. I'm a, obviously, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Saratoga. I love the place. I, I really started getting into horse racing when uh, I was in Cincinnati for right. 14 years. And my, my first trip down to Keeneland, I did You know, I grew up going to Philly Park, so I, you know, I, I went to Keeneland in a, in a jacket and tie. I was like, oh my God, look at this. So, I really, I really got into it. Uh, I do own one horse. Um, actually, it's with uh, John's brother Jay. We own one, and Mike Battaglia, who called, you know, he's used Calls to call the races, the, the, right? Call, yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, the horse's name's Dabo, like uh, Dabo Sweeney. Okay. And uh, and he's won his last two times out at Arlington. Oh, we like so, that. Uh, we'll have to keep yeah. an eye out for that one. Well, yeah, yeah. well, you're a PA guy. We know that you went to Ursinus College, and I got to give a shout out to Ursinus College because it's in the best college town name that i've seen in years and it's in collegeville pa right you got it. and that's yep. a, that's a great story well hey yep. listen i know you're busy paul thanks for taking time out to come on the show best of luck this week stay healthy in that last that last preseason game looking forward to seeing the raiders open a week against the denver broncos you get to play at home congratulations on everything so far and uh, and have a great day Thanks, Coach. Cash them, don't trash them. You got it, baby. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to Take you later. Take care. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. And my next guest is the tight end coach for the Denver Broncos, Wade Harmon, and Wade and I have worked together a couple times before, and uh, Wade, you out of camp, you got a long preseason, you had that extra game, how's it going? Oh, it's, it's definitely been a, a long run, but it's been good. We've had a lot of young guys, so it's, it's nice to get uh, a little extra work for some of them, and, and being a new staff, too, it, it helps to you know get everybody on the same page with everything. Yeah, and then Vic Fangio, your head coach, uh, well-deserved head coach has been in the league and coached for many many years and to have his first team uh, it must be exciting for Vic and I'm sure he's doing a great job there in Denver putting that whole package together for you guys and you added offensive coordinator or Vic added uh, offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello is that how you say it Scangarello yeah. Scangarello and you worked with him in Atlanta and uh, he was yeah. a, he was in Atlanta and then he went to the 49ers with Kyle and was the quarterback coach uh, tell us a little bit about your offensive scheme it's going to be that zone scheme the same thing you were doing back in Atlanta when Kyle was there is that correct yeah yeah we'll definitely do a lot of the outside zone but and you know when I first got into it I was like oh outside zone is just a couple of plays really there's a lot of variations to it and the the key is the is all the all the uh, outside zone runs plus the play actions off of them right. you know the keepers and the and the shots down the field so if you can run the ball well you can you can usually get some nice chunk yardage in the pass game and and yeah we were going to do the same things you know rich was involved with us there at, at atlanta with kyle and and doing the same thing so i was excited to be be a part of it and and vic uh, you know i spent two years with vic in in baltimore as well so it's nice to work with people as you know as you've worked with before and you and you know that they're good good coaches as well as good people yeah and 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 well deserved like i said for vic i know my brother john and vic were back to together in way way back in the 80s in New Orleans when my brother John was in New Orleans uh, 
And so I know he has some familiarity with him and says he's a good man and he's a better coach. And so that's, uh, that's fantastic. Well, maybe I said it wrong. Maybe he's a better man and he's a great coach. So a couple of your guys have been banged up. Let's, talk, let's go through your group. Let's go through your tight end group. It looks like yeah. on paper you got a nice group. You got Jeff Hireman who uh, had a little shoulder injury and is back to practice out of Ohio State. And then uh, we were talking about Noah Fant. Uh, the rookie uh, out of Iowa, and then Jake Butt, who just came back this week from the uh, ACL injury he had last year. So why don't you talk about those three first, because those look like they could be your top guys. Could you give us a little, the yeah, fans a little background on those guys? For sure, yeah. Uh, Jeff Harmon, you know, he's, he's, he's been around, right? He's my veteran guy. You know, it's been around longer than those other guys. He's a solid guy, very smart player, tough player, you know, can play in line and is a really solid, you know, all-around game. You know, he's he's not going to be a burner down the field and stuff, but he does a really good job, runs good routes and gets open and, and should be able to anchor things inside in our zone game and, and protections. He does a really good job. So I've been real pleased with him. I know he had a little setback, but uh, it was nothing major, and, and uh, he's got a lot of good work in this off season, and we're pleased with him. And then we, you know, drafted Noah Fant in the first round, and a really talented kid out of Iowa. Uh, you know, the kid that can run. He's got a lot of speed, but he's got good size too. He's going to be a good all-around player. Um, as you know, playing that spot, it, there's a lot of things involved, and in, and in, in it takes a little time to learn everything and and get used to it. You kind of kind of work your way through stuff. You just just don't get it. And uh, but he's done a great job as camp's gone on. His his speed and athletic ability is really showing up. So we're real pleased with him. And you know we've got some reps out of Jake Butt. You know he's been battling the thing over the years and and uh, had a lot of setbacks. And um, we were happy to get some some play out him the other night. And uh, you know he's a real talented kid, a hardworking kid. He got really a jack of all trades. You know you can put him in the backfield, you can split him out, you can put him in line. So he's got a lot of a lot of versatility, and we're excited to, you know, about the prospects of him. And and then we got some other guys who've been battling around. You know, Troy Fumagalli is a kid that, that came in a year ago. Had some injury things coming in, had some stuff, but uh, he's back practicing and, and rolling. And got some young guys battling, trying to earn some spots. And and uh, so it's a competitive group, and and we think we got some good good players in there. And you brought in a veteran. You were telling me Orson Charles, a free agent, to kind of fill that role for Bug Howard, who, who or fill that slot for Bug Howard, who you guys put on injured reserve. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a veteran guy that that can do some fullback stuff. You know, we we lost the fullback with some injury, and that will be out for a while. And and he can fill in some of that spot as well as playing some tight end spot. He's just a true, he's a real good pro veteran guy you know knows how to practice and he's been good with the young guys you know showing them how to study how to practice and how to you know, perform get yourself right and so he's been a good addition for us as well well you're a two-time Super Bowl winning coach and you've coached some excellent tight ends tell my fans tell our fans uh, who is the best tight end coach to this point uh, t- the best tight end coach that's you <laughs> the best tight end that you've coached in your career, uh, I know there's a couple of damn good ones yeah. on your list. You know, I, I got the opportunity to coach Shannon Sharp a couple of years when I was in Baltimore, and he was already well established and a good player. But he was a real pro and one of the best guys I ever ever coached. Um, and I had Todd Heap, and I drafted, so Excellent. I got I got to spend ten years with him, his first ten years in the league, and got to see him develop. Those two guys are really outstanding players, and uh, you know, very fortunate to get 
that players of that caliber. Well, you know, Wade Harmon, folks, is uh, one of the best tight end coaches in the history of the game. Has coached some great ones. He's in Denver now. They open up against the Raiders. Uh, they have one last preseason game to kind of take a look at some of these young guys that are on the bubble. And Wade, I'd like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know everyone's playing on Thursday this week, and uh, it's a short week, and uh, you don't get a lot of downtime, but I appreciate you coming on and taking the time, and it's good catching up with you. That's good talking to you too, Mike. I appreciate it. All right, be good, buddy. All right, bye. I'd like to thank my guest, Paul Gunther, defensive coordinator from the Oakland Raiders, for coming on the show this week, and Wade Harmon, the tight end coach of the Denver Broncos, for coming on the show, taking the time out. They have their last preseason game tonight. All 32 teams will play their last preseason game tonight, Thursday. And, you know, typically on a week before the last preseason game, teams will take half the squad or whatever part of the squad is going to play in the game, and they'll prepare for the game tonight on one field, and they'll take the rest of the players that are going to play in the opener and that they're going to hold out, and they'll work for the opening game, and they'll work on some schemes and some offenses and defenses for that opening game. Quite intriguing and quite smart, actually. Join us tomorrow on Fast Friday when we have on Brian Cox, the former All-Pro defensive pass rush specialist, retired with 51 and a half sacks, was All-Pro and Pro Bowl player three years, played for the Dolphins, the Bears, and a couple of other teams. He'll talk about his son, Brian Cox Jr., who's at Carolina. He'll talk about some pass rushers in the league that he likes, and He'll finish up with a couple of horses and maybe he can do a little better job of giving out some winners than I have in the last couple of weeks. Remember, you can tweet your thoughts and your comments to at odds and ends pod. That's at O-D-D-S-N-E-N-D-S pod. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week on Odds and Ends with Mike Tice.